Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome to Alive for More. I'm Joel Yarmish, joined in studio by Father Nick Ventura and my wife, Kelly Yarmish. Um, before we get into today's show, let's o- start with prayer. Kelly, do you want to open prayer sure. today? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we come to you today um, from a lot of different walks. Lord, we come to you um, tired, and we come to you stressed. We come to you hungry and thirsty. Um, God, we ask that you would fill our every need, that you would be here for us in whatever way we need. Draw us closer to your heart. Lord, we ask that this show might be blessed and graced that uh, AM820 would be blessed and graced that we would have more of you in our lives, um, whatever that takes. God, we ask that you would help us to surrender to you um, our emotions and our struggles with the people in our lives um, who challenge us. Um, Lord, we ask that you would help us to grow, um, give us opportunities to convert um, and to become more and more your disciples. We ask this through the intercession of Our Lady as we pray together. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Excellent lead-in, Kelly. Um, I love it when our prayers reflect what we're going to talk about in the show. Um, so today I think that um, we're going to talk about... Um, how to exercise our Christian faith and our Christian love um, with those around us, specifically when we are in, in disagreement with them, when we don't feel like being charitable to Wait, them. everybody doesn't agree with me? <laughs> no, Nick. No, Father <laughs> Nick, they don't. Um, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's becoming more and more obvious every day to me, actually, that <laughs> a lot of people don't agree with me. But it's... Um, yeah, it's it's been a, a constant struggle, um, especially um, given today's climate where everyone has a super strong opinion about everything. And it's it's just been um, difficult for me lately to um, stay positive and stay charitable, charitable. Yes, that's <laughs> a beautiful word for it. Um, so has anybody else been experiencing that? No, I always am really comfortable with everybody's opinion. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> wow, I was like, okay, great. <laughs> that must be nice. No, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I guess between religion and and politics and goodness gracious, now that I'm a mom, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got... Everybody has an opinion oh about my. how to do everything. And it's militant. Yes. Um, if you aren't doing this, you aren't doing it correctly. Right. And and yeah. again, it's it's in so many aspects of, of everybody's lives. Um, and responding to that is challenging. I Honestly, as a 26-year-old, there have been numerous times where I will type out a, a an impassioned response to somebody on Facebook and then be like delete yes yeah. <laughs> we can't we yeah. can't do that you you yeah. you're better than me in that way in a, in a lot of respects yeah. this argument that I'm writing may be just spot on but not it's not the thing is, especially on our social media mm-hmm. yes avenues yes. like there is a distinct lack of connection with right. another person so it's so easy so to it's say, so easy to say yeah. you're a, you're a dumbhead. 
So good one. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to save that for later when I'm feeling less charitable. <laughs> but the, the the overall kind of thrust here is that we can still enter into dialogue with people who right. may disagree mm-hmm. with us. Just because someone may not agree with church teaching doesn't mean that we can't enter into discussion. Now, if someone were to say, "I am not going to listen to you at all," you just say. What our Lord told his disciples whenever they went into a town that rejected them, shake the dust from your feet. You can do that eventually if necessary. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a delicate, it's a balance. It's a balance of how to maintain these things. Yeah, Joel. And, and I would say that the first step in, in going through this, like any problem, is recognizing that you do have a problem. And one of the best ways I find, um, for me personally... Um, when I when I go to confession and I do a good hearty examination of conscience, conscience, then um, my sins kind of become quite obvious to me, and that's what happened this past weekend. Uh, I went to confession and I just realized I have been far less charitable than necessary. And then so I was up all night um, for the ten minutes before I fell asleep because my baby up all night for ten minutes, right? Because <laughs> any sleep is precious. Right. But I was um, <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, <laughs> But I was just thinking that um, I don't give people the benefit of the doubt that I need to do. And the first word that came to my mind was humility. So I see these people that I'm in disagreement with. um, And I realize, you know, in the heat of the moment, I'm like, they're just so wrong. They're so um, dumbhead. And they're so Thank you. (laughs) They're so entrenched in their own sin. And then I realize by saying that I'm missing all. You know, I'm missing the cinder block in my own eye, or whatever the phrase is. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think cinder blocks existed back then. The uh, the plank, <laughs> but 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 the, the the main crux of what I was saying was we need to be humble because those who who disagree with us are are probably a lot more Christian in ways that we are not Christian we, in ways that we fail to see. So in areas that we might be really weak, they're probably really strong. I I think the thing that you're saying that sticks out to me the most is the benefit of the doubt thing. Uh, as Christians. We are explicitly called to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that requires some creativity. And sometimes I don't do it at all, and that's not good. But, um, for example, when I'm driving, uh, I think that's an opportunity for all of us to To really give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You have no idea what's going on in other people's cars. Mm -hmm. Not alone their lives. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess what I mean is, like, the person inside the car, but also, like, yeah, what's going on in their car, too. I mean, my four-month-old loses her mind in the car and so i'm you know frantic and panicking and just trying to find a safe place to pull off and and help her you know so yeah maybe i missed a turn signal you know something like that and so one of my like go-tos joel has heard me say this more times Mm -hmm. because it happens all the time when somebody is driving like erratically fast yes or or they you know take they drive up the berm or whatever uh, usually the thing that I'll turn to Joel and say is that person's wife must be having a baby in the yeah. backseat. I hope they have, <laughs> a, like, I hope they have a safe too. I hope they have a safe delivery is yeah. what she says a lot of the time. So <laughs> that, that is but, actually really that's really interesting because that's something I remember when I was learning how to drive. I I was driving on 270 for the very first time and I was like super nervous and trying to drive and someone like zips past me. I'm in the left lane. And I'm going yeah. over the speed limit. My mom's trying to teach me how to 
you know, handle these break things. Break the law yeah. safely. Go, yeah. go with, yeah, break <laughs> the law safely. Um, and my dad's sitting in the back seat, literally being a backseat driver. So it was oh, lovely. That so stressful. And so, like, someone was on my uh, back end of my car, really, really close. And so I moved over, and I just remember being really upset. He was riding me, and my dad's yeah. like, well, you don't know. Maybe he has an emergency. And I was like, I'm going over the speed limit already. And he's yeah. like, you don't know. Maybe he's trying to get to the hospital. And yeah. so, what you know, you bring it back to these differences in beliefs, these more fundamental core things of who we are and what we're about, you know, especially our faith. It's so much bigger even yeah. than these daily struggles we have on the road, which are real. Yeah. So if you look at it that, you know, you if you look at that and you apply those same principles of giving somebody the benefit of the doubt and saying, you know what, this person does mean well most of the time. Mm-hmm, Usually mm-hmm. people aren't just angry to be angry or or just saying words like yeah there there's usually a reaction of some sort it's coming mm-hmm. from who they are from their heart you yeah. know from so so giving somebody the benefit of the doubt you know like joel said acknowledge there's a problem there's a disagreement yeah and so i'm not saying that i have all the answers but this is what came to me last night so um you give the people the benefit of the doubt and um, just a reminder, you are listening to Alive for More on AM820. Uh, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or anytime online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Um, but as I was saying, so you give people the benefit of the doubt, and that does one th- that 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 allows you to de-escalate the situation yes. immediately. And what it does is it allows you to pull back for better perspective. And one of the things that uh, Kelly used to always tell me, when always tells me when we're talking about um, – I guess, faith and converting other people is you look at your faith like uh, a giant pyramid and the most difficult things are at the top of the pyramid, the hardest things to understand. And that's the thing. Those are the things that people most often want to debate with you, which are, um, you know, matters of, um, you know, pro-life and and who who should be allowed to be married to who so um you know when we when we take the step back and we focus and we give them the benefit of the doubt focus on the bottom part the bigger part of the pyramid and say okay where do our faith where does our faith align where do our where does our mindset align okay they do believe in jesus they believe in they they believe in the bottom parts of the triangle and then you can find common ground to better discuss your faith Mm mm-hmm yeah, and that that is an, an excellent point where you can take a step back mm-hmm. and first try to acknowledge what they're saying. Because most of the time what happens is that people get combative because we keep poking at what's actually bothering them. Instead of it's like, oh, I, I see if so, if you see someone really passionate about something on the opposite end of something you disagree over, you say, I see this is really important to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you acknowledge it, it's like, oh, someone realizes this is important I'm to me. I'm heard. I'm heard. And that kind of de-escalates the situation altogether and then you can peaceably offer different points of view and able to discuss and that kind of all goes in the broader context of faith when we're talking about jesus christ we're talking about truth here love and where love and truth exist jesus is there present Mm -hmm. so if they're saying something true he is there working you need to kind of draw we need to help draw that out so how does prayer work into this then there's got to you know when you're if you're talking with somebody i almost said see that right there is an attitude revelation right there Mm -hmm. i almost said when you're dealing with someone yeah okay there that's negative so negative i'm dealing with so and so yeah okay when you're interacting with somebody i just had to change that on an equal level yeah Yeah. um so giving them the benefit of the doubt takes it from dealing with somebody to talking with somebody Mm -hmm. yeah um and then 
inviting Christ in that situation. He's going to be there no matter what. So you might as well invite him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus, you know, fill my mind, fill my, probably don't do that out loud. It's going to be super yeah. awkward if you do. Right. Yeah. I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, this is really weird. Um, yeah. But come Lord Jesus, fill my heart and mind. Help me to speak you, speak your truth, speak life into this situation. Um, and so I think, you know, before you go forward and even offering a proposal of a different way or of a different idea, have you invited Jesus Christ into this or are you just hell bent on being right? And I think something, remember in the book of Proverbs, I'm paraphrasing the verse here, but it essentially says when a wise man and a fool argue, no one can tell the difference. I've never heard that one. That's, and, that's very good. I and it, it's, it, I mean, it, it's being paraphrased. But w- what this is trying to speak at is that first, I mean, we all have family gatherings. We all have those family members where we may not see eye to eye on. If they're clearly trying to bait or, you know, to start something, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just go, oh, okay. And, just nod and, and just not even really acknowledge. I'm not saying roll over and say you're right, but just say, okay, I hear what you're saying. It may not be the appropriate time or place. If they're if someone's clearly wanting to fight over something, mm-hmm. they're not willing to listen. Yeah. yeah. So don't even enter into that discussion. Just be like, okay, and love them from there. That's how you love them. And I think also just listening. What, uh, what do you mean by that? Okay, yeah. I struggle with this because I'm thinking that. Yeah. Um, to to actually hear what they're trying to say, and I will be completely honest. A lot of the time, when I'm I I may be genuinely listening. But I'm also planning your next argument. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and that slam was definitive. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking for something to hook into, even if I'm not going to say it in my own head that I can be like, well, that's wrong because blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. It's funny because I've argued with her before, believe it or not. And like when we're having these conversations, <laughs> I can see a twinge in her eyebrow or like her eyes light up when she's got something she can sink her teeth into. So Sometimes I don't know. that's on purpose so that you know. <laughs> Hey, you might as well stop talking because this yeah. is what we're going to talk about in the next sentence. No. Um, just a reminder, you are listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. You can listen to us on Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or anytime online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. We're talking about dealing um, or interacting with people we may disagree with and, and working on ways that we can be more compassionate and show our Christian love. And something that um, I read about, obviously, this has been something that's been weighing heavy on my heart, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, is that when you um, when you get in these discussions, a lot of times you can feel like the victim. You can feel like you're the one who's being attacked for your beliefs. But um, the the writer, the perspective that I saw was that it's important to remember that we're not the victims in this conversation. It is um, the the person on the other end who is uh, the victim if they are rejecting you and your Christian faith. So they are um, caught up in the uh, splendors of the world and they are um, duped, I guess is the word I would use. And then it's, it's our, it's our role as baptized and confirmed Catholics to, um, to go towards them and to evangelize. And to always remember that ultimately conversion of hearts is a work of the Holy spirit. And that, we need to be instruments of the Holy Spirit, but also in that prayer that you say is like, all right, Lord, if if I'm not meant to convert these people, if I'm not meant to be that instrument, let me know and then work on them, mm-hmm. pray for them. So just always remember that that conversion isn't our job. Only, the only heart that we need to worry about converting 
is our own. Sort of not biased, but through us. Yeah, but not biased, but through us. Exactly. I think, Go. and then it goes back to what Joel was saying earlier about humility. I yeah. mean, remember how many times have I been the one who was missing out on the goodness of Jesus Christ? How many times have I been the one who was wrong? Mm-hmm. Zero times. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, wow. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, no, so I, many I've been times. scoring it differently at home, but go so on. So many yeah. times. I mean, and so not being up on a high horse and being like, oh, mm-hmm. it must be so sad to be you. Yeah. Because nobody responds well to that either. Mm-hmm. To to look at the situation and see Jesus Christ in that person. Um, he had questions because he was a little baby when he came to us he grew up and he had to learn all the things to be a functioning member of society mm-hmm. um, he had questions so so seeing jesus in every person that we encounter and that's hard i'm not good mm-hmm. at it because um, <laughs> sometimes you're like i really don't like jesus this person. would never say what you just <laughs> said yeah i know yeah it's not easy um but that's that's the challenge it, and maybe even i could say it's it's hypocritical of me to say it mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to lay that out there but i think if i don't acknowledge that it's the right thing even if i'm not doing the right thing every time mm-hmm. then what are, what are, where are we going what are we going to miss out on so so recognizing that this person has dignity and is a is a you know creature of god in his image and likeness and that we owe them respect yeah, and, and, and I think that's where another aspect comes in is that we need to have respect and dignity for our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. That even if, like, it's a contrary to the teachings of the church, or even if, if it's something like, how can you think this way, to right. say, they have a logic there. No person is wholly illogical. I mean, barring, of course... Now, if people say mental illness or stuff like that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about people who may have just differing opinions. Mm-hmm. And if they have that different opinion, it doesn't make them evil, per se. It may be an evil opinion, if uh, opinion, opinion. Um, but at the same time, keeping that in mind, giving that respect, giving, recognizing the dignity that they have as being a son or daughter of God... Um, goes a long way, and sometimes it's just like, well, okay, I see your logic, and stepping away. Yeah, and um, a lot of times, um, you know, we step away, we can use those as great opportunities to strengthen our faith. Mm-hmm. So you have these conversations with people. The great thing about our faith is it implores you to study, to dig deeper, to come to a better understanding. Um, th- there's always a need to better explore your faith. So you see these as opportunities to grow in your faith and to study your faith. And the better you understand your faith, um, the better that even if you've decided, you know, I'm not going to um, force this upon them, they've made their decision, what you're able then to better do is to better live out your faith and to live your faith joyfully. So they see you, they don't have to hear your words on their Facebook wall every day, but what they can do is they can see you living joyfully in your faith and they can say, hey, that guy's on to something that, you know, you know, my, my uncle, my aunt, whoever you are, they're, they're onto something over there. I want what they have. They're living joyfully. And I think that that comes ultimately from better understanding your faith and better knowing who you are. I think one thing that is coming to me as you're, as you're talking is it's that's so hard because when somebody doesn't agree with you with on, on a topic or on an idea or a teaching, 
that I like to think I'm willing to die for, mm-hmm. it hurts mm-hmm. and that's difficult. Um, and but sometimes, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't even know for better or for worse, I've had to kind of step away from the conversation and say, so and so knows where I stand on this. If they want to hear me say it or explain it, I guess he or she will have to come to me because I'm not going to be able to get through at this time. And to be sensitive to that, it's and, hard. And I mean, what kind of helps along is not making it an us versus them mentality. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, when we turn our beliefs into idealisms or ideas or attacking, uh, turning people into ideas, that's where these arguments turn into shouting, well, where these discussions mm-hmm. turn into arguments. Nobody wins in an argument. What is fruitful is a discussion, yep. is an equal exchange of like, hey, we need to talk about this. Right. And I mean, I, I said this earlier in the show, sometimes we do need to just shake the dust from our feet, mm-hmm. from our sandals, and just move on. Because if they're not willing to listen, if, I mean, maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe God's just saying, hey, listen, I'm, yeah, not, right. pu- I'm not putting you in here right now. Because <laughs> um, nothing is more frustrating, at least from, uh, from my perspective, I mean, is like when I look on uh, social media or something and I see someone get into a theological argument over something and someone with well intentions, while I may agree with them, is saying stuff, it's just throwing gasoline on the fire Mm -hmm. it's like okay you need to be quiet right now right because it's sort of feels like you're saying christian you're discussing christian teachings in in an overtly non-christian manner like the way the language that you're using the attitude you're displaying and i'm just as guilty as when i say they i mean i mean me like (laughs) yeah we do that yeah if you know i'm not even you know i don't want to sound like i'm on my high horse but this the it just um it's everywhere it's these these christian teachings wrapped around in a blanket of of non-christian attitudes that um i don't know it's just it is really frustrating to see like you said i think one thing that i have learned in not just big discussions or arguments even mm-hmm. um you know christians were no different than anybody else in terms of wanting to have a logical discussion in the sense of if, well, halt, right? If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, probably don't, don't don't go for it. Go get a granola bar and like, go take a nap. Yep. Go, go punch a pillow. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but being aware of what's going on in my heart and being able to say like, you know what? I, I need a bagel. Yeah, like or like, <laughs> even or even just stopping and and looking at a situation and realizing, oh, they're they may not be saying this directly at you. Yeah, if they're not saying it to yes. you, don't say anything. Right. Um. It kind of one thing I wish would disappear from social media are you know these like quickly share this if you care about that. Yeah. It's like all right, slacktivism. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the hashtag. Hashtag activism of like, oh, pray. I mean, which they were good things like pray for this X, Y, Z thing or, you know, like in solidarity via hashtag. That to me is like, okay, this isn't actually helping anything. Share with me things that I can go to or support, not just be like, yes, I support that. Yeah. And uh, I know there's not a ton of time left to delve super deep into this, but uh, I just read the other day and this is probably old news. But it's a new year, 
and it's a, a year of mercy that we're we're all having, right? Yeah. Is that is that really new, or is that just kind of new, and I missed it completely? Um, what date did that start? It it started on the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Okay, so that's what I, I mean, it it opens up the the Holy Father opened the door of mercy at St. Peter's Basilica, and as actually our own diocese has a has a door of mercy at the cathedral. You can look that up. The bishop's going to open up the day after the Immaculate Conception. Okay, and it's going to be a place of pilgrimage to receive a plenary indulgence. More on that later, but you know. Year of mercy. It's great. This is a great opportunity to be merciful. Yeah. Where are you going with that, Joel? I was going to say it's twofold. I mean, it's just a reminder of the need, of our need for mercy, for the Lord's mercy, for when we slip up, because anybody follows me on social media, they will probably notice that I I will slip up in this. But it's it's a, a recall that we need mercy and that we... That we need to show mercy, not that we need to be light on people, but that we need to um, like we love. Yeah, exactly. Be charitable. And like we mentioned earlier, uh, not assume the worst of everyone and and try and relate to them where you can relate and not focus on um, on on just the the parts that irk you. Um, Because whenever whenever I take a step back and I look at the conversations and it's, it's not like the WWJD bracelet, but like. If you could imagine, like you're uh, you're representing Jesus, you're representing your faith, and if you came down and Jesus was standing behind you as you were typing, and he would look at your message and say, you know, yeah, hit enter, hit enter, hit, hit send, Joel. that's good, that'll get him. Like he wouldn't do that. He'd be like, he'd like throw my laptop out the window and chase me like with a whip or whatever he did in the temple. Like he would say that you're doing it wrong. So. Um, yeah, it's just important to remember. It's it's a year of mercy, and um, it's an opportunity to love. And if we mess up, there's always confession. I mean, not to presumption or anything like that, Amen. but we need grace. But, you know, and not to create more work for myself. But, you know, going to confession is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So always remember that it's God who's working in us and all that fun stuff. So, I mean, uh, Joel, I think this was a great discussion talking about, like, how we deal with people who may be difficult to deal with yeah and um like i said it all stemmed from going to confession examining my conscience, and trying to s- take a step back and i re- and realized that this is a struggle that everyone is facing and this is um going to be something very difficult and something probably that's going to be around um for the next short while so mm-hmm. um i think it's a good time to close um so in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. uh lord we thank you so much for your mercy we thank you for the love you show us every day in our life, and we ask for the strength to show the same kind of love you showed us to everyone else. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until next time, please pray for us, and we'll pray for you, and tune in to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AMA 20. Thanks, and God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AMA 20. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.